Hello, this is Dr. Eileen, and this is Medicine Walk. And for those of you who are listening on Blog Talk Radio, this is Healing House Radio. So I hope everyone's having a wonderful week. I hope that you're doing all right. Um, if you're in a part of the world or a part of the country where the weather's been really bad, you know, I really hope everything's okay. And hang in there. And our thoughts and prayers everywhere are with you. So I've been talking to a lot of people about a term called triggering. And it's something that, you know, basically it can mean different things to different people. But what it can most often mean is that a, a person, a place, or an event has triggered something within someone that brings up an old memory of uh, either a hurt or, or a pain or a fear or an anger that, well, basically puts them back emotionally and energetically and psychologically in that moment. So it makes it really tough to separate the event that triggers from the memory that was brought up. And right now, I mean, here in the States, it is very much about um, people feeling triggered by events, by political events, and, and we're not going to get all into that, and, and we're just not. Because it's not so much as what the triggering event is, as it is about understanding why we get triggered and what actually is the process not only that takes us there, but what is the process we can use to get out of it? And you know, I, I have been triggered too. I've had things come up and it is interesting because when I look at it from first off questioning, why am I feeling as intensely as I am? And then just by beginning that process that I've kind of gotten used to in myself, it's sort of a questioning thing where it's like, okay, I'm feeling really angry. And then it becomes a question of why, why am I feeling angry? If I'm feeling really, really scared, I will ask myself, is there anything in my immediate environment for me to be scared of? And if the answer to that is no, then it's like, okay, so this is a part of a thought process. What is it that's triggering that fear? What is it that is this in the, in a fairly innocent environment, there's something that's causing me to react. And it's that reaction that it's really easy to fall into because, you know, and especially if, if an action reminds you or makes you think of old wounding that you received. And yes, that is all over the place. Um, right now, especially. And, and this is a good thing. It is a really good thing because the best thing about being triggered is that it brings whatever it is you're feeling to the surface so it's not buried anymore because it's really easy for us to, you know, bury stuff down and, you know, pack things on top of what we don't want to feel so that we can get on with our lives. 
and then it ends up in some little corner of ourselves and it doesn't get resolved and it doesn't get worked with. And being in a situation where maybe it was something that you didn't even consciously remember and then suddenly something happens and it is like it's there in that moment right then. And that can be a pretty scary place to be. So if you're experiencing this, first off, I'm sorry. I really am. And second, you're not alone. And third, there is help. And, and it can, you know, right now it, it's about things that um, regard wounding, like around sex and, and, you know, and violations and things like that. But violations can happen in more than one way. It could be someone who feels cheated, that they were taken advantage of by someone, you know, and it doesn't even have to be on a physical level to be a profound, you know, thing. If, if you feel that you were betrayed by someone, especially someone you trusted in any way, you know, maybe they, they talked about you behind your back or maybe they, um, you know, they, they took something that belonged to you. So whatever it is that is the, the source of the triggering, because the event that's happening now isn't the source. The source is where it comes from. It's where that deep-seated, you know, little thing that got piled, stuff piled up on it is. So once it's identified that you're feeling something, not because so much of what is here, because you can see things you know, in the news and all of that. And it makes you angry. And then it's like, wow, you know, that's not cool. That's, that's bad. We need to do something about that. But then there's a place where it takes it to a whole nother level. And when you get to that other level and it becomes like enraged, it becomes, you know, just really consuming. You know that it's intense when it removes your ability to choose, when you go into reaction and, you know, the, the responses become very extreme and the defending, you know, of the position or, or the persecution of whoever that is, you know, it's like, no, we need to get them. And Often it is because there's these things inside of us saying, it's like, well, if we can't get the person who did this, they're just like them and we can get them. And like I said, this is a good thing. This is something that allows us to heal. It's something that allows us to move forward. It allows us to take a good hard look at that thing that whatever it is that's inside of us, that memory, that experience, because if an experience has been really bad, it's like, no, you know, I, I will consciously and subconsciously bury this. And then when it comes out, and it may be years and years and years later, then it's as if it's happening right then. You know, this type of stuff has no calendar. It does not recognize time passing that time is now you're experiencing it in that moment so how do you find your way out because that's a very easy place to get stuck 
I know very well that it's a very easy place to get stuck because I have been stuck there before. And it takes a lot of work to be able to really look at something to separate what's happening now from what happened then. What What is at the heart of it? And by, like I said, you know, I do question and answering because I find that if I'm answering questions, it takes some of the edge off. You know, there's that, that, you know, like kind of a left brain, right brain type of thing. You know, the left side, the analytical side and the right side, creative, that's where stories get created. So if my left brain is saying, you know what? Okay. We're, we're at level 10 upset. Now, is what happened worth level 10? And I have to really think to myself, it's like, okay, technically no, but I'm really upset about it. It's like, okay, you know, and right brain's going, yeah, but, 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 and it's like, okay. And then, you know, left brain, all right, all right, I hear you, but you know, let's, let's break this down a little bit. So if that's not a level 10 stimulus, but you're at a level 10 aggravation, where is the level 10 stimulus? And that's when I start looking at what it is that's going on inside of me. What am I feeling? What does this make me think of? Because if I take some time and stop and just, it's like, okay, if I'm not thinking about that, if that isn't enough to make me just spin out what is it? And, you know, and I start kind of going through my memories. It's like, first thing I do is like, okay, when, when was another time in my life that I felt like this? When was another time in my life that I felt this aggravation, that I felt this sense of betrayal, that I felt this sense of violation? And as I start kind of going through my memories, I can start kind of piecing together. Oh, wait a minute. There was this one time that this particular thing happened. And I remember that was the last time I felt like this. So a really good question to ask yourself was, when was the last time I felt like this? And often that can be a good path to, you know, kind of start putting the pieces together to be able to say, all right, what is the thing that is causing me this much pain and this much aggravation? So once you start piecing it together, in most cases, you notice that the, the rage level starts to go down when you start to pick it apart, when you start to analyze. That is like the awesome thing about the left brain. It's, it's you know, it, it's not about the feeling. It's about the fact. It's about the emotion. You know, it's not about the emotion. It's about the experience. And when I go into that space, and, and I call it my doctor space, because as a doctor, I, you know, if somebody comes to me and they're saying they're having back pain and, and, you know, and often people are very emotional when they're in pain and it can be really very traumatizing, especially if you don't know what's causing the pain and it's a sudden pain. And then you're afraid that it's going to mean something else or that you're never going to feel better again. So there's a lot of emotion that goes with being in pain. And in order to really break down what it is that I need to find out in order to help them, I kind of have to get them out of that space. So I start asking questions. And in some cases, it'll be questions that 
I already know what the answer to is. You know, I may, you know, if, if they're having leg pain, I'll say, okay, um, when I, I squeeze your toes, does that increase the pain? And usually it won't, I mean, you know, if it does, then that tells me something. But as I ask questions, I go to what is unlikely. If I squeeze someone's toes and say, does that increase your back pain? And they'll usually go, well, no. And I'll go, okay, good. And then I'll move up the leg. And it's like, okay, if I squeeze here, does that increase your back pain? Or does that change your back pain? Well, no. And then they'll start to wonder, it's like, what is she doing? You know, the pain's in my back. But then, you know, and I'll start saying, it's like, okay, you know, do you um, experience any weakness with it or is it just pain? No, I don't feel weak. It's just pain. Okay, good. And see, every time I say, okay, good, then they start seeing, okay, it's not as bad as it could be. And I can sense them starting to calm down. So what I'm doing is I'm triggering their left brain. I'm taking them out of the story because right brain is excellent for story. And that's a good thing. You need that sometimes. I mean, you know, that's how we know to tell ourselves a better story when everything around us, you know, as, as I say, life is fun until it isn't and it sucks until it doesn't. And no matter how fun it is, at some point it's going to suck. And no matter how much it sucks, at some point it's going to be fun. But during those times that it sucks until it doesn't, you can tell yourself a better story about how it's going to be once this passes. You know what? By this time next year, I'm not going to be worried about this and this is going to be fine. So anyway, by engaging the analytical part, we can be able to sort of start. It, it becomes a mystery. It becomes something to solve, which the left brain is excellent at. So when you start thinking, you know, I'm really feeling upset or I'm really feeling angry, but this does not rate the level of anger I feel. And it takes a little practice to be able to learn to gauge. It's like, okay, here's the anger I'm feeling, but here's where the stimulus is. And there's a gap here. I shouldn't be this angry based on this. And once you start to break that down, then you can start to go to, you know, the question, when was the last time I felt like this? What was the last thing that I can remember that triggered my feeling like this? So then you start to go back and you start to take a look at what it is that could be, you know, bringing that sort of feeling up. What is adding to it? What is augmenting it? You know, there's outrage. And then there's rage, you know, then there's that pain place. Because usually one, if it reaches that point, there's pain involved. So, you know, and if you have somebody who is just like really wound up about something, I was, I was wound up about something, a, a, you know, a few days ago. And it was funny because my son kind of talked me down through it. And I hadn't realized that I was escalating it in my own mind. And he just started kind of, you know, gently playing devil's advocate with me. It's like, well, mom, you know, da, 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 da. And it's like, well, yeah, but, and then I realized, oh, wait a minute. What I'm experiencing and what's, what triggered it, there's a gap. 
it's it's not the same you know i i shouldn't be feeling this much over this much of an observation so that kind of helped me and it can be really helpful for to have somebody else who you trust who you can um you know connect with to say okay all right i get it you're feeling this it's obviously very intense and does you know this action really put you here in in you know what you're what you're feeling you know let's talk about that and and it could be something that is you know maybe you stubbed your toe while getting ready rushing to get ready for work and all of a sudden it's just like this devastated feeling or this huge anger it's like you know what if you're gonna get really angry off something like that that means that there was something under there that needed to get out there's something inside of you that needs to be released and so you know you bang your toe you yell or you cry or whatever and then afterwards you feel that sense of release but the thing is if you don't get to what's triggering the triggering then you don't reach that place of going oh okay that's where i need my attention that's where i need to put my energy because if you put your energy into the thing that's triggering you or the thing that triggered you um then there's a gap It, it it's sort of like dealing with a symptom when you need to be dealing with the cause that you know getting triggered is a symptom and it's a symptom of something that is needing attention inside of you. So when you consider what it is that is causing you pain, and there's nothing physically around you that's causing it, but I mean, and the thing is, understand your pain is real. You're not imagining it. You know, please, please, please do not ever think that, you know, I'm saying that it's not real or it's in your head or or whatever. This is real. And whatever it is that was the, you know, the, the underlying cause of why this event was so hurtful to you, you know, that's real too. And it's not overreacting. It's not you know, anything that you should be, you know, ashamed of or embarrassed by or to be made feel bad for. This is because there's something that needs attention. There's something that wants to be healed. There's something that's ready to be healed and it's letting you know that it's there. And, you know, as I said, I've been, I've had events in my life that I, you know, definitely don't ever want to have happen to me again and you know I, there was one that for a lot of years i i didn't think about i didn't you know I, it just kind of faded from my memory and then something some years back happened and i mean it came back full flood and that took that took some work and the thing is it does take work it takes help you know, if, if you're hitting one of these places and then you suddenly remember something that is very traumatic, okay, get help. 
find someone you can talk to, find a professional you can talk to. This isn't what, oh, gee, I experienced this and, you know, what do all my Facebook friends say? No. Something like this needs specific help. It needs somebody who can be able to help you walk through it so you don't get stuck in it because that's, that's the problem is that suddenly something comes back up and maybe you remember and it's very, you know, traumatizing for you. If you don't have a way to be able to walk through that and come out the other side, then that's right where you get stuck. And that's, that's not a good place to be. That's the badness. So be able to identify that, you know, there's somebody who can be able to help you. Um, you, you can speak to a therapist. You can, if you have a, a religious or spiritual, you know, counselor that you speak to find somebody, a school counselor, um, whoever it is, somebody that you can trust to be able to say, okay, who, who can be left brain, but still be supportive because it's, yeah, and it's tough because sometimes when you talk to other people about your wounding, it triggers them. And then suddenly that's all they can think about is, is their wounding and their right brain has gone nuts going back into that place. So just be able to talk to somebody and you can say, it's like, you know what? I've got this place of wounding. I need somebody to talk to about it. Can you do that for me? Because you don't want anybody who's going to tell you how to fix it. It's, it's not about that. It's about finding a way through the experience where you can actually look at it and figure out what it means to you, what you want to do about it, and how you want to navigate that. You know, anybody who starts off as, well, what you need to do, I know what you're feeling and what you need to do is, no. First off, nobody knows what anybody's feeling. We could have similar experiences and we can say, you know, I've had a similar experience, but I don't know what you're feeling. Can you tell me? And that lets the person be able to be empowered to start talking about it because see, that's the first step of moving through it is to be able to talk about it, to be able to express about it. So having a neutral source, a, a left brain person who isn't going to try to give you solutions, but to help you go into a space where you can find your own. And then, you know, once you've done all that, once you've identified it, once you've, you know, kind of talked it out, then the place comes for what do you want to do about it? What is your choice? How do you want to manage this? Do you want to confront someone? Do you want to, and, and the thing is, it's just like, you know, these are the things that you think of over time. You, you meditate on them. You consider it. You talk a lot, you know, because, you know, if you want to confront, if you want to just be able to find balance with it within yourself, um, does this action make you want to go and, and say, get involved in something or, you know, join a protest or, or take action on behalf of others to become an advocate, to support organizations that correct whatever this is? These are all things 
that can restore our sense of, of empowerment with the things that happen to us. We don't choose what happens to us. You know, I was like, well, deep down, you'd call it on yourself. See, I don't believe that. I think that our choices can set up consequences, but often things that happen are based on someone else's choices. So if you're trying to find balance with a choice that someone else made, that's nothing you can control. You know, you had no choice in that. Your only choice is how do you want to deal with it? How do you want to handle it? And this can be done without going into a place of hopelessness. You, you don't have to feel hopeless. You don't have to feel helpless. And it's very normal to go through that phase, go through that part, and then find your balance. Because whatever it is that you feel in that moment is just what you feel in that moment. You have the opportunity to be able to move forward from that. Just because you're there, you know, you're at hopelessness or you're at feeling helpless. That's just a part of you is feeling helpless. You know, you, the, the capacity to love inside you, your love isn't feeling helpless. Your courage isn't feeling helpless. You know, your fear may be feeling helpless. But not all of you is helpless. So it's by acknowledging this is what I feel in this moment. And then you work with it. And then once it's no longer something that you're hiding within yourself. I mean, we can have a conspiracy. People talk about a conspiracy of silence. The conspiracy of silence can be completely internal. You know, when we don't listen to our inner child who's saying, I'm not safe. You know, no, 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 I'm I'm going to, you know, put up this, this face and this facade that I have everything under control and nothing bothers me. Well, everything bothers somebody. And, and at some point, we all get bothered by something. So embrace what it is that you decide you want to do about it. And, and nobody gets to decide that but you. You decide for yourself. What will help you? And talking to somebody will definitely help you to figure out how you want to navigate this, how you want to process this, so that way it doesn't ever have to hurt you or trigger you again. That you can move past it. And, and you can do this. I know it's hard, but you can do this. Absolutely. And, and you may need help. But you can do this. I believe in you. I know you're strong. And I don't care that I don't know you. I know you are strong. I know that you can bear more than you ever thought you could. And this may be coming up now because it's time for you to be able to let it go for good. I know that would feel really good. I know that when, when I'm able to let something go, it feels really, really good. So, yes, these are triggering times. But the thing is, is that we can look for the gift in the triggering. We can look for the opportunity in the triggering. We can look for the healing in the triggering. Because you're not alone. And there are people who are struggling with it as much as you are. And you can help each other. You can be the inspiration for someone else to step up and take ownership. It's really easy to just keep stacking stuff on top of it 
and, you know, getting mad at whatever's, you know, the, the stimulus. You can go after the cure instead of just going after the symptom. I know you can. And I wish you luck. And if in any way I can assist you, my contact information is available. You can contact me through uh, the Medicine Walk uh, Facebook page. And it's Medicine Walk with Dr. Eileen. You can contact me through Twitter. Um, my website, you know, the-healing-house.com. So there's lots of ways. And so if you want more information or if you have more questions, you know, one-on-one, -on -one, please feel free to contact me. And, and we can see about what resources are available to you. So, thank you. This, this wasn't an easy one to do. And I kind of thought about it. But I felt it was important. Especially as someone who, you know, has been there. Like I said, I don't know exactly what you're going through, but I may have gone through something similar. So, be safe, be well, and, and just be blessed, and know that my thoughts and prayers are with you, and there's probably a lot of people also who are there for you. So thank you, and if you would like to support this channel, or if you found this valuable, you can like you can subscribe. It's always fun to see the community grow. You can comment because I love to hear your input. I love to hear what you have to say to it. What are your tools that help when you're feeling triggered? And you might even want to, you know, maybe post on your Facebook page. When I feel triggered, this is something that helps because that way we're contributing to the solution, not the problem. And you can, um, you can share the video. Uh, if you would really like to, you know, support at a different level, then uh, the link for my Patreon account is in the description. And you can uh, become a sponsor. So, thank you for joining me. Thank you for taking this journey with me, as I am honored to take this journey with you. And as always... I wish you balance, and I wish you blessings from my heart to yours. Love you. Bye.